Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend. Welcome to episode number 224 of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, life coach, recovering alcoholic, and entrepreneur, and this is a coaching podcast. I've been laser focused on personal development and self-help since I got sober in 2006. I was a hot mess express, <laughs> living every dysfunctional pattern you can imagine. Unhealed trauma, low self-esteem, the worst dating habits imaginable, codependent, irresponsible, I was a financial disaster, overwhelmed, and completely lost, you guys, and drunk. That's where I started from, <laughs> okay? And when I tell you I've made almost all the mistakes you can make in life, it is absolutely true. So every Wednesday, I release a new podcast episode to share with you my journey and all the changes I've made in myself and my life. I'm giving you the inside scoop on what works and what doesn't. And I was broken on an epic level. I was so sad. I felt like I was defective and not even fixable. But to my surprise, with a little effort and good guidance, I started to change. I could see myself making better decisions in my life and becoming more honest and then wanting to get even better. And when I saw that I was becoming a good person, I knew all I wanted to do was help other people have that same transformation. And I was hooked on the self-help game literally immediately. And one of my favorite things in my work is getting to see people have that transformation. To see people grow and evolve right in front of my eyes is truly amazing. And I wanted to talk about mental resistance today so that you can understand yourself better and how you hold yourself back or self-sabotage, which is what we talked about on last week's episode. You know you want a better life. You know you want to feel better. You want to have a happy household and have control of your life, but you don't always know what to do to achieve that. And more importantly, it's nearly impossible for you to see exactly what it is that's holding you back. I would venture to say you even feel like you're trying really hard, right? Like you're putting in the effort, you're showing up in the Facebook group, you're talking about what's going on, you're reading the books and thinking about changing all the time, but you aren't seeing the results. And it can start to feel kind of pointless, like, why am I even trying if it's not going to work? Well, you're in the right place, my friend, because today I want to pull back the curtain on this elusive concept of mental resistance so you can see it's one of the key factors holding you back that you're not even aware of. So let's start with the core of resistance and why you do it without even realizing you're doing it. 
This has been a huge theme in our dry July event, right? The 30 days to wellness. And that's still going on, you guys. It's only July 20th. Please feel free to jump in, join us in there. You could easily catch up. Like we're doing 30 days to wellness. It's small activities every day that we're doing that are just about breaking through this resistance, getting to a place of willingness, being willing to try things, even if they don't sound fun, even if they don't sound life-changing. It's all the little things that are the most life changing. So you can easily jump in, get the calendar, get signed up. You'll get the calendar of all the activities and they're all in the Facebook group. And I've, I created a guide in the Facebook group also, so you can go in the guide and everything is right there, but you can easily catch up. So if you want to jump in, please do addictionunlimited.com forward slash dry July, but get in there. It's so much fun. And One of the main reasons I structured this Dry July event this way was to break through resistance. We have this tendency to do things to check it off the list, right? And we do it haphazardly without a lot of thought because we just want to check the box, get it off the list. And another piece of that resistance is we will instantly discount things to check them off the list. And that's not going to get you very far. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And firstly, I want you to understand there's nothing wrong with you. Resistance, much like most of our behaviors, stems from your subconscious. Meaning there are things at work that happen regardless of your thoughts and feelings about them. You'll find this is a very common theme with your brain. (laughs) It has its own agenda, its own way of doing things, and it isn't overly interested in your thoughts and opinions about it, okay? I found this statistic from Auburn University to help you understand this concept, right, and the subconscious and all this stuff. It says, um, let me get it here. It says, according to cognitive neuroscientists, We are conscious of only about 5% of our cognitive activity. So most of our decisions, actions, emotions, and behavior depends on the 95% of brain activity that goes beyond our conscious awareness. Did you hear what I just said? decisions, actions, emotions, and behaviors depend on the 95% that is beyond our conscious awareness. That's major. And there's a research project I was reading about too a while back where they were studying brain activity and the participants had to choose whether to push the left button or push the right button. That's it, just left or right button. And what they discovered through watching the neural activity before the person pushed a button is they could predict which button the person was going to push as much as seven seconds before the person made the decision, just watching the brain activity. So when the person would say, okay, I've decided which one, the brain had already decided And the researchers could already see the decision was made just by watching the brain activity. Like you guys, that's crazy. This is also one of the reasons 
it's such a waste of your time to beat yourself up for things you've done or for relapsing or eating the food you didn't want to eat because there is so much of this that's happening without your conscious knowledge. That's why it takes practice, a lot of practice. That's why I tell you the most important thing is that you not stop trying. Like don't bother getting stuck and feeling discouraged or like it's never going to work. Like don't even mess with that because what's happening is you're working against a big system. (laughs) 95% of your brain is beyond your conscious awareness. That's why you just always have to keep trying. Just get back in the game, get back on the horse, try again, make some changes to your plan and try again. That's all you can do. It doesn't do you any good to beat yourself up for you know, anything that you've done, or especially for relapsing or whatever, you just have to try again, make some changes and try again. For so many years, I I felt like I was defective as a human being. Like I was effed up for whatever reason. And I just, I felt like I wasn't even fixable. I was effed up. I would die effed up. And that was that. I thought there was no hope for me. Like literally I had no hope. When I got sober, I had zero hope. I thought I was just a defective, effed up human and that's all. That was my story. But then I read an article and remember this was a long time ago now. I remember reading an article about the brain and the discoveries of that time, right? About the genetics and neural pathways as they relate to addiction And all of a sudden, I had hope. I had hope that I was fixable because it wasn't me as a human being that was effed up. It was just some wiring in my brain that was off, right? So at that point, I really understood I was fixable. And one of the most amazing And fascinating things about the brain is its ability to change and adapt to support you in what you're doing. And when I say my brain was, you know, effed up, my wiring was effed up, I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that drugs and alcohol create changes in your brain. So it behaves and responds differently in life. It's not because of you or that you did something wrong or bad or that you're a bad person or you're defective, right? For the first time, I felt like I wasn't defective. I was actually fixable. And that's the moment I fell in love with the brain because it gave me a different strategy where I didn't necessarily have to rely on myself and my judgment because I couldn't trust me as far as I could see me, (laughs) right? Like my best decision-making created quite a mess. So I couldn't trust me and my judgment at all. But I understood that if I kept taking certain actions long enough, then my brain would adapt for those actions to become my new normal. I didn't have to have any special abilities. I didn't need some divine intervention, so to speak. I just had to stay in the game and keep trying and my brain would do the rest. And you may have heard the term reptilian brain. And this is based on a specific brain model, but here's what it means. I have this definition for this too. Hang on, let me grab it. 
the reptilian or primal brain, as this structure is in control of our innate, automatic, self-preserving behaviors, which ensure our survival and that of our species. The primal brain is also in charge of what are often referred to as the four Fs, feeding, fighting, fleeing, and reproduction. We won't use the other F word. (laughs) Notable behavior patterns include defense of self, family, and personal property, physical communication, and socially approved actions such as handshakes and head nods and drinking, I would put in there, right? Socially approved actions, but not really. Drinking is not really one of them. Handshakes and handshakes and head nods are like the things that you do without even thinking. Like you don't have to make a conscious decision, right? You, you meet somebody, you reach out to shake their hand or you see somebody, you give them a nod. Like it's just innate, just like it says. So here's the deal. Your brain's job is to protect you and keep you safe. You've heard me talk about this on many episodes before. And safe to your brain means staying the same. Staying the same doesn't rock the boat or feel uncomfortable, right? It's predictable. It's manageable. And that's what makes it feel safe for your brain. The very moment you consider doing something new and different, it feels uncomfortable, And uncomfortable to your brain equals unsafe. And it will immediately step in and create resistance to talk you out of doing the new and different thing because your brain thinks it's a threat to your survival. It thinks you're unsafe. I know this sounds archaic, and it is. (laughs) This is brain stuff from the beginning of brains and caveman survival. It is very deeply rooted and programmed. I'll give you another little tidbit that helped me in my journey. Your brain doesn't know the difference between real events and imagined events. This is why visualization is such a powerful tool and why I constantly tell you not to get caught up in thinking how hard and awful it's going to be to change. Because if you obsess about how awful it is, then your brain believes that. But if you obsess about how wonderful the possibilities are in your new future, and you think about how incredible this next chapter of your life will be, then your brain will believe that. And it will help you move that direction because it thinks that is the reality. Having resistance to trying something new or different or trying again, even though it didn't work for you last time, is totally normal. Resistance is normal. Your brain is going to resist. It just triggers a response in your brain that it needs to protect you. And resistance comes up in many different ways. It's laziness, procrastination, telling yourself you can't do something, you can't afford it, you don't have the time, now isn't the right time, you aren't strong enough, you don't have enough support, or it's overwhelm, it's fear. All of those are resistance. And most of the time, That resistance feels extremely logical and valid. There are many days 
I have the thought that I don't have time or I need more time in a day. But the truth is I don't have a time problem. I have a priority problem. (laughs) I just need to reevaluate my priorities because when something is a priority, I make time. That doesn't mean I'll do it as quickly as I want or I'll get the fast results I want, but I will prioritize and find time to do the thing, whatever it is, because it's important to me. You've heard me use this example a million times. You want to say you don't have time. I don't have time. I can't afford it. But if you dropped your phone right now and broke it, you would immediately create time to get to the phone store and get a new phone. And you would create the money, whatever it might cost. So you see what I'm saying? It's priorities. You will prioritize. If your kid is sick at school, you're at work and you're, I don't have time. I can't do this. I can't do that. And you get a phone call from school. Your kid is sick. You got to come get him. All of a sudden you have time because it becomes your priority. So that terminology, I don't have time is really fake news. You guys, it's not even a real thing. It just means you don't really want to. It's not a priority. You know, the other thing I want to talk about here too is being teachable. If you predetermine that you already know what's good for you and what will work or what won't, if you discount things before understanding them or even trying, you're not going to get far. Because here's the deal. As human beings, we are constantly growing and changing. Your thoughts and opinions today are probably very different than they were five years ago. Maybe your anger is bigger today because your life isn't going the way you want and you're mad about it. Or maybe you've done some work on your anger and it's substantially less than it used to be. Maybe your relationship has shifted and has changed you in different ways. Or parenting, for sure. I know being an incredible auntie has changed me in ways I never imagined. So I know parenting will change you in massive ways. And one of them is a general level of exhaustion that never goes away. (laughs) When I was 37, I went to college and that changed me in huge ways. My last serious relationship and breakup changed me in big ways, some good and some not so great. My point is it's inevitable that you will change and evolve. And as you change and evolve, you will experience things differently. So something that didn't work for you last year may be a pretty good fit for the version of you that you are today. And you have to allow yourself some room to grow and be teachable to continue learning about yourself and exploring options in your life instead of predetermining that things won't work or that you don't need this tool or that tool in your life discounting thoughts and ideas is resistance. And really, would it hurt to try? Like, why resist? This is so crazy. I do this stuff too. Like, I'm not talking to you like you're the only one. I am 100% in this with you. It's so ridiculous though. Like, I'll catch myself. I'll Google something to get ideas, right? I'll get all these lists of things. And I'll immediately catch myself going down the list and making my own list about all the reasons why I won't do each thing, right? Like just to check it off. Nope, I won't do that. I'm not doing that. I won't go there. I'm not doing that. It's so ridiculous. And when I catch myself now, right, because I have some practice, 
I'll be like, here's all my excuses first. Let me do my excuses. I'll be like, well, that's too far away or that's too expensive. I don't want to spend that much money. I don't want to drive. That's going to take my whole day. Like all these reasons why I won't. And this is where the conversation with myself comes in. And I'm like, Angela, do you really want to go do the damn thing? Or do you want to be a jerk about it and unwilling to take the tiniest effort to make yourself happy? That's literally my conversation with myself. Like, are you going to do the damn thing? Or are you just going to be a rigid jerk? You know, because that's really the choice I'm making. It's like my brain thinks if the activity requires the tiniest bit of energy, I don't want to do it, right? Because I'm lazy. Intrinsically, I am lazy. I don't want to do anything. Especially this time of year, you guys, because it's summer. I don't like summer. It's my least favorite time of year. I'm super uncomfortable. It's hot. All the time, it's so freaking hot. The bugs, like, I don't want to leave my house for anything. And it's really easy to get stuck in that unwillingness to even try, that resistance. But if I'm looking for something new and different to go do, then I have to be willing to go do it. (laughs) I have to be willing to go do something. I can't just automatically discount every single thing because it's inconvenient. Now, I also want to stress that it's important to know yourself and know your limitations so that you can work within those parameters, right? For example, my discomfort in summer. I'm not going to do a lot of outdoor activities in the summer because it's really uncomfortable to me. So I'm not going to do a ton of things that require being outside for long periods of time. It's just not going to happen. At the same time, because I'm willing, I can easily make exceptions to that rule. If my nieces and nephews want to go do something outside, I will sacrifice a little piece of my comfort to take them. Like when we went to the amusement park a few weeks ago. Is it my favorite time of year to go? Absolutely not. But I'm willing to get out of my comfort zone sometimes to accommodate a situation. Um, What are some other limitations for me? Uh, Big crowds, live music, or really loud anything. It just makes my anxiety shoot through the roof. Like those are some of my limitations. So I have to figure out things that work around those, especially if it's anxiety provoking, right? Like I'm not going to push myself a lot with something that really creates major anxiety for myself. But listen, here's another example. Years ago, I'm not a religious person. But I sponsored a young girl for a long time who was very religious, and I would go to church services with her. It's not my thing or my belief system, but it also doesn't hurt me to do something outside my norm to love and support a friend. You see what I'm saying? If I would have stayed in resistance when she asked me to go to a church service with her, then it would have hindered our relationship, and her journey with sobriety. As it ended up, she decided to leave AA and continue her journey in the church. And if I would have stayed in resistance to it all, it would have cost me that friendship. Resistance can have major impact on your life. It can hold you back from exploring new things or even exploring things you need. So catch yourself. When you hear yourself being against something, Catch yourself and think about it like, 
Would it really hurt me to try? Would it really be that bad? Is it really that big of a deal? Would it make me better and or stronger if I tried? Would it be good for me to do something a little different? None of us are going to have full and rich lives if we're super rigid and unwilling to be flexible, right? If you aren't teachable, if you act like you have all the answers or you're always right, then you're going to stay stuck in that emotional immaturity forever. And emotional immaturity will never get you the type of growth and the type of life that you want. So let's look at some examples of resistance as it can play out in regular everyday life, because I really want you to start being able to identify this little habit we have, this charming little habit we have. (laughs) Um, Okay, here's an example. I had a friend go through a significant surgery a couple of months ago, and I said, Wow, right? I'm always in gratitude, right? I have trained myself to always be in gratitude. Gratitude will change your life. So I'm in this thing. They're in, they're recovering, of course, in pain. This was a huge, huge surgery. And I'm like, wow, I am so grateful for you that that part is over. And now you can just focus on healing because they were in a lot of pain for a long time, right? So to actually be on the other side of the surgery was huge. And of course, that's where I'm focused, right? Because I'm always focused on the solution. But yeah, so I throw that out. I'm so grateful you just focus on healing now. And immediately the response I got was, yeah, but I'm still in a lot of pain and this is really bad. Do you hear that resistance? That person's comfort zone is to focus on the negative. Always be in the problem. And when I try to move to the positive and shift the focus to the possibilities of the future with this major issue fixed, they were resistant. Every single time I go positive, they'll counteract me with negative. That's resistance. Do you hear yourself doing this? (laughs) I want you to pay attention to yourself and your words over the next couple of days and see if you hear yourself in that resistance, just in general conversation, but also with things that are good for you, right? (laughs) Or options that you want to just discount and check off the list. Um, Okay, I'll give you another one. I have a client in my six-week program right now, and he's a high-functioning guy with a super important job. And he's been wanting to explore some new things in his company, like looking for new opportunities, like switch things up a bit. So his boss comes to him with an opportunity to volunteer his time for something. They had an event going on and they needed people to support the event. But because it wasn't the type of opportunity he was looking for, and it was a volunteer thing and not a paid thing, He his initial response was like to be mad and offended about it and totally in resistance. Where for me, everything's an opportunity. And when something falls in your lap like that, there's a reason. <laughs> and I love service work, right? I love to volunteer myself in my time. And I've gotten some really amazing opportunities from volunteering, just being there, meeting people. I've had... People I've met at volunteer opportunities refer other families to me for interventions and coaching. I've gotten speaking engagements. I've gotten a couple of really big speaking engagements from people I've met doing service work, 
When something falls in your lap, it doesn't have to look like the thing you wanted or the opportunity you were looking for. If you catch yourself in that resistance, have the conversation with yourself and see if it may be something worth checking out. That conversation, remember the questions, would that really hurt me to try? Would it really be that bad? Would it make me better or stronger if I tried? Would it be good for me to do something a little different? Have that conversation with yourself. And I'll tell you what happened with my client because I had that exact conversation with him. He decided to do it. And all of the super important higher ups in his company were there volunteering. And he made some outstanding connections that day. And he was the good guy volunteering his time, taking time away from his family for the company to help with this event. He scored major points and opened some doors that he otherwise wouldn't have opened. Had he stayed offended and mad and unwilling to try and being resistant because it didn't match what he wanted, right? He would have missed that whole opportunity. You see how resistance can hold you back? This goes for sobriety too. If you're struggling to stay sober, if you're in the midst of a major craving or an anxiety crisis or crying your eyes out, but you don't want to do any of the things to help you feel better, then you probably aren't going to feel better. And this is why I try to always give you tools that are super easy and don't take too much time because I don't want you to stay in resistance and not be willing to try. So I think if I give you simple things that you can do in just a couple of minutes or seconds, then maybe you'll come out of resistance and just do the damn thing because it almost takes more energy to resist the thing than to do the thing. So just do the damn thing. Okay, my friend, that's resistance. I want you to really listen to yourself today for sure. If you can keep your focus on it tomorrow also, that would help you a lot. But listen to yourself. Are you in resistance to a lot of things? When someone talks about something or tells you a story, are you immediately disagreeing with what they're doing or how they're doing it or thinking your way is better? If someone offers a solution, do you discount it quickly or are you open? Do you stay stuck in the negative or stuck in the problem? Or can you get to the silver lining and focus on the solution and the possibilities? Are you willing to try to be better or do you discount the possibilities and stay stuck? Listen to yourself and then get in the Facebook group and let me know what you learn about yourself. (laughs) I want to hear what you're learning and how it's working for you and what revelations you've had in light bulb moments. So get in the Facebook group and share that stuff with me. And don't forget the dry July event is still happening. If you want to join us 30 days of wellness activities, there is plenty of time to catch up and be a part of this sober goodness and all this wonderful support we've got going on. And we would love to have you addictionunlimited.com forward slash dry July. That will get you everything and get you there. And you guys, if you need anything, 
from me. You know where to find me. Always in that Facebook group for sure. If you're thinking about working with me privately and you want more information on that, you can always book a call with me and we can talk about those things as well. I will put all these links in the show notes to the Facebook group, dryjulyaddictionunlimited.com forward slash dryjuly, and to book a call will all be in your show notes. You can get it right from your podcast app, wherever you get your podcast. I hope you're having a fantastic day, and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast, candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.